steel himself for what was to come. Talking back would guarantee a hiding far greater than the likes of Noah Daigle could ever dish out. But no hiding did come. His mother's eagerness for her son to repeat his mutterings was not rhetorical, was not the typical rumble of thunder before the crack. It was an atypical demand for elaboration, because Jolene Roy's genuine look of disbelief appeared as if she'd just heard the impossible. And Travis suddenly knew why. And all at once he wanted to bonk his own head for not coming up with the lie sooner. Louder and with less shame, Travis said, Might have done if it had been just Noah. Yes, the look his mother and grandmother now exchanged meant no hiding was on its way. A wicked little smile itched on the boy's face, and he dropped his head in case he lost the fight to contain it. You saying Noah Daigle wasn't the only one that done this? Jolene asked her son. Travis nodded, head still down. Talking into his chest, he said, Noah and Ethan doing it. Ida Roy grabbed her grandson's face and jerked it upward, her bony fingers digging into his cheeks. The pain erased the itch for a smile. You saying Ethan Daigle done it too? Wasn't no fair fight? Travis stared into his grandmother's eyes, saw the frightening potential staring back, her thick lenses enhancing a simmering rage that was all but spilling over and hissing on the fire. And Travis instantly regretted the lie. You don't disrespect a Roy. Everyone knew that. Ida gripped her grandson's cheeks tighter, brought her face to his. Breath as foul as the tobacco teeth before it shot into Travis's face. Ida's oral decay was not something she hid. It was wielded often like a bully's fist. You saying Ethan Daigle done it too? Wasn't no fair fight? No going back now. Travis had thought himself a dummy for not conjuring the lie sooner, saving himself a hiding, saving himself the shame. He then flip-flopped the moment his grandmother latched onto his face, thought himself an even bigger dummy for lacking the foresight to know what would happen to the Daigles once he'd sold his lie. God might be able to forgive stealing a peek at Daddy's Playboys or trying a swig of Uncle Harlan's whiskey, but a lie that would bring what his family would assuredly bring down upon the Daigles? He'd burn for it. Burn good and proper for all eternity. He could take it all back, of course. Admit that it had been a fair fight. Admit that Ethan Daigle hadn't been involved. Admit that he'd lied to his mama and Mima. Travis shuddered. The lie was now truth as far as he was concerned. No, Mima. Wasn't no fair fight. Ida let go of her grandson's face gave it an apologetic wipe that contradicted the hate etched into the permanent frown lines of her brow. She glanced over at her daughter-in-law. You gonna make this right, Jolene. Jolene rubbed her full belly with both hands. Better I don't wait for Tucker to come home first. Ida ignored her and marched towards the screen door, flinging it open with a bang that made Travis wince. She returned moments later a rock the size of a softball in both hands, went to the kitchen and snatched a large towel, 
wrapped the rock in the towel until the weighted end hung from her knotted fist, a crude ball and chain. She handed the makeshift weapon to Jolene and then gestured towards Travis. You take your boy and you make it right. Travis stood gaping, fingers working nervously on the gator tooth again. You make him the angel that brings the righteous. You make him do it right. Jolene measured the weight of the rock and towel, glanced over at Travis, then back at her mother-in-law. Suppose they don't see it eye for an eye. Suppose they see fit to stop in us. Better I wait for Tucker? Ida snorted, her daughter-in-law's notion seemingly ludicrous. <clears throat> they don't dare. Nobody dares touch a Roy when they're in the wrong. A sinister little smile creased the corner of her leathery mouth. Hell, even when they're in the right. Chapter 3